0: Hello and welcome to The Mindset Edit. I'm your host, Victoria D'Ambrosio. I left my corporate job and became a full-time entrepreneur in just four months, and now I'm on a mission to help you do the same, to help you overcome perfectionism and build a profitable online business. This show is all about giving you the no-fluff takes on what's actually holding you back in your entrepreneurial journey and how to overcome it so that you too can confidently show up, sell out, and stand out online. Every episode is designed to give you a deeper understanding into the different aspects of entrepreneurship, business strategy, and mindset work, and include actionable tips that you can apply to start building your business today. So, with that, let's dive into this week's episode. Enjoy. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Mindset Edit. I'm your host, Victoria D'Ambrosio, and thank you again for tuning in to this week's episode. Today's episode is a good one. It is the seven mistakes that are keeping you broke in your business. And I am so excited to dive into these. I think it's going to be so good and so valuable for you all. But before we dive in, I do have an announcement that I'm really excited about, and I will keep it quick. And that is that I just launched my new program called the Profit Portal. And this is a 90-day coaching program for anyone who is in the coaching space looking to sign their first four figure clients, this is a business and mindset mentorship program where you're gonna learn all of the business strategies that you need to build a successful coaching business and do all of the deep mindset transformational work that will make sure you're not self sabotaging and struggling with the perfectionist tendencies that are keeping you stuck and small in your business. This is for you. If you are someone who wants to start a coaching business, but you haven't been able to start and you keep getting in your own way and you have no idea where to start, or maybe you've started your coaching business and you're struggling, you show up online, but nothing seems to work. You can't sign clients. You can't sign high ticket clients, and you're not really sure what's going on there. And so if that sounds like you, this program was literally designed for you. And I am officially launching it on September 13th. I am going to be posting this episode on September 8th. So if you were listening before the 13th, I have some good news for you, which is that I'm actually doing an early bird bonus where if you apply for the profit portal before September 12th at 11:59 Eastern standard time, you will get $500 off your investment, which is insane. And I do want to caveat by saying applying does not like you're not signing your name to any contract to work with me. You do go through a screening process, which is because I make sure that I don't work with any clients that are not the perfect fit that, that I can, I know exactly the type of problem you have and I can help you solve your problem. Right? So by applying, it just kickstarts the process of joining, potentially joining the profit portal but you would be able to get that $500 off, which is super exciting. So if you guys are interested in the Profit Portal, you want to learn more, I'm going to put a PDF document link in the show notes so you can learn more about the program. I will also include the link to the application if you want to apply. And as always, if you have any specific questions, you can reach out directly to me. You can either email me or DM me directly on Instagram. And again, all of that information will be in the show notes. So With that, let's move along to the seven mistakes that are keeping you broke in your business. Now, these are all really, really common mistakes that I see. And honestly, some of them are ones that I made myself early on in my business. And these are some little things that I think we take for granted or we don't realize we're making these mistakes. And this is what's keeping us small. So some of these things you might be experiencing that, and tweaking them can really make all of the difference. I found that a lot of the tweaks that I've made in my business that have made exponential differences in the result were, were relatively minor details, which is crazy to think. But I find that oftentimes when you're struggling, you might be 85% of the way there, but you just need that final 15% to really push you over and start seeing those results to start signing four-figure clients consistently in your business. And so with that, let's dive into the first mistake. So the first mistake that you are making that is keeping you broke in your business, and I think we've talked about this on the podcast before, but it bears repeating, is that you are only posting one type of content. Generally, what I see people doing is they're either posting only educational content or only inspirational content. And there's a few things wrong with that. Number one, there are four different types of content that you need to be creating. So it's educational, inspiration, connection content, and perspective shift content. And you need to be posting all four in order to build know, like, and trust with your audience. On top of that, not all types of content are created equally. And so there is a different ratio of what you need to be posting And it will depend a little bit based on you and your ideal client. But regardless, if you're only posting educational content or you're only posting inspirational content, either way, that's contributing to why you aren't seeing results. Let me explain why. So generally speaking, this is how I see it happening. If you're in the coaching space where, let's say, you're more of a business coach, social media coach, something for lack of a better word, more tangible, you usually go overboard on educational content because there's a bit of the perfectionism, right? Where you want your content to appear perfect. Vulnerable content scares you because it's personal. We don't want to make it mean anything about our worth. They won't go into that, but you know I've talked about that in the personal branding episode. So if you haven't listened, go back and listen to that. And so you tend to over-index on educational content to try to say, oh, A, my content is perfect, and then B, look how smart I am. Look at this authority that I'm building, this credibility because of all my knowledge. But as I talked about in that episode, you're not building the knowing and the trusting or any sort of connection. You're not shifting any beliefs or going through any objections that your client has, and that's why you're not seeing people follow through and want to hand you their credit card for your services. On the flip side, the inspirational content, I see a lot of this with people who are in the life and mindset coaching space, right? It's a lot of that. If I could do it, you can do it too. Step into your best self. Inspirational stories, which is incredible, right? And it's really inspiring. But at the same time, you're not necessarily showing people how to get from A to B. You need to establish that credibility, right? There's different pieces missing. And so in order to create a content plan, that not only builds demand for your offer, right? Because neither of those are even building demand for your offer most of the time, Um, but then also establishes you as an authority, but then also builds community and trust with your audience. You need those four types of content. And if you're over-indexing on one, that's contributing to why you're not seeing people pay for your products or services. That's one reason why you're keeping yourself broke. Um, and then the other, other piece of that is in your messaging, it's important to remember that you are at a different level of awareness than your client. This kind of goes into the posting of content. I guess it's kind of like a bonus mistake. So maybe this is eight mistakes you're keeping, but you need to understand too, in your content that your client is at a different place in their lives than you are and how you're articulating things is going to be really important you are at a different level of awareness than your client, right? So for example, later, actually, this is the perfect segue, I guess, into the next mistake that you could be making that's keeping you broke, which is that a lot of client uh, coaches are not clear on their ideal client and their pain points. And you might be sitting here thinking, Victoria, you are wrong. I'm clear. I know who my um, audience is. It's, mothers who want to, you know, live their best life or it's women who want to do X, Y, Z, right? And I'm sitting here telling you, that's not what I mean by you are not clear. You think you're clear. I know you're not clear. Or let me rephrase. I know you don't have the depth of clarity you need to be making the sales that you want, right? And so you can see in this the knowledge gap between where I'm sitting in terms of what I define clarity on your ideal client in their pain points and where you define clarity on your ideal client and their pain points. And it is your job as the coach in your content to be speaking to someone at the level of awareness at which they are at and then helping them to bridge the gap, right? So That's a bonus, but then obviously leading us into that, right? And so if you are not clear on your ideal client and their pain points, that is going to leave you broke. What do I mean by that? A lot of people think the pain points that their clients have are these like high level pain points, right? Oh, my client wants to feel more energized. Is your client walking around complaining to their best friend? I just, don't, I have low energy. Like, are those the words that they're actually using? Or are they saying, I am absolutely exhausted and I'm so frustrated because I'm not productive and I can't get shit done. Right. Their pain points is lack of productivity and not getting shit done. But you're saying, oh, they want to feel more inspired and energized. Like, yes, but we need to get a more specific on the words they use and the reasoning why. And this disconnect, it's slight, I'll give you that. But these are some of those slight changes in your marketing and the way you position your offer that's going to make all the difference. The other thing is if you're not clear on your ideal client and their pain points, you're not going to be able to create marketing content that's going to relate to them. And then that's going to impact your sales. You're also likely not going to create a program that's going to relate to them because you might be solving one problem, which you think they have, but they may not realize they have that problem. That's another thing. They, again, goes back to the level of awareness. They may not realize that this is the problem. See this a lot with like mindset coaches, right? Like if you're in the coaching space, you understand that mindset's a huge piece, but a lot of people don't know that, right? Like that's, an evolution in your experience because you've probably tried a bunch of strategies and then you finally come to the realization that it's the mindset work that you need to do that's holding you back. But if your ideal client isn't there in their journey and you're here preaching to the choir that they need mindset work, but they're over here thinking they need the next Instagram growth strategy, do you see the disconnect there? And you need to connect those dots for them and inform them of why it's actually the mindset strategy that they need, not the Instagram tactical strategy and then position your offer subsequently. I hope that makes sense. Um, The third mistake that is keeping you broke is that you have not established authority, right? People don't trust you. They don't see you as a leader. And that could be as a result of a lot of things. Maybe, for example, like I was just saying, you're not clear on your ideal client. So you're not really talking to their problems. So they don't see you in this way where you're knowledgeable about the subject that's going to help them, right? Maybe your content is kind of here, there, and everywhere. And you're talking about all of these different things. A common, common, common mistake I see with coaches is that they start to position their Instagram feeds, their whatever social media they use, and build it up almost in an influencer way. And there's a difference between someone who's trying to build a coaching business and someone who's trying to become an influencer. When you are a coach, you have influence and you can eventually do similar things to influencers where maybe you'll do a brand deal or two. Maybe you do some affiliate marketing. I'm not saying there aren't parallels, but it's around the messaging of your content. And when you're messaging as if you are an influencer, which is more or less someone's pal, like that's the thing with influencers is people, they are inspirational, but they also feel like they're your friends. And I'm not saying you shouldn't feel that way with coaches, but with coaches, you also have to have this level of authority. And I find that a lot of times coaches aren't building that authority. They're building almost an influencer type profile and then are getting frustrated when no one's buying their services, but it's because they've positioned themselves more along the influencer lines than a coach, if that makes sense. So you want to make sure you're establishing yourself through your content as someone who knows what they're talking about, as someone who has experience in this field, as someone that can help your ideal client get from A to B. And that doesn't mean you're perfect. And that doesn't mean you have it all figured out. And it doesn't mean you're the 100% expert in your field, but it just means that you know more than your ideal client. You have the tools to get them their transformation. That needs to be abundantly clear in your messaging. And if it's not, that's a problem. So then the fourth mistake that people make, and this is the biggest one, I think, is that your offer is not good. Let me explain. When I say your offer is not good, let me be abundantly clear that I am not talking about you are not a good coach and that your program is not a great program. When I say your offer is not good, I mean, your offer as in the marketing of your program is not irresistible and it's not positioned in a way that makes people want to hand over their credit cards. There is a big difference between people designing coaching programs and they ask people about it and then people say, yeah, that sounds good because in theory, yeah, it sounds nice. I would love to know how to step into my best light or learn how to you know, shine my light more or whatever people are saying, right? But at the end of the day, is it something where it has to be the difference between sounding good and here, take my money. Like if you're explaining your coaching to someone who's in your ideal client group and they say, yeah, that's that sounds great. If you were to say, okay, can I sign you up? It's $2,000, whatever it is. And they're like, oh, uh. That means to them, it just sounds good in theory, but it's not actually good because they're not willing to pay for it, right? So your offer needs to be, take my money, irresistible. And that's the difference. Again, do not conflate this with you as a coach and your coaching abilities. Do not conflate this with your actual program yourself. It's how you are speaking about your program, which ultimately is driving sales. Now, your actual program itself, of course, has to be good. I, it, that's a different story. But at the end of the day, it's the offer. It's the marketing that needs to be irresistible to your client. That's the, that's the key phrase here. Honestly, with all of this, it's to your client. You, the coach, might be like, this sounds fantastic. This is the best idea ever. People, of course, are going to want to pay me money that's great. To be frank, I don't care what you think. You have to care about what they think. Is it irresistible to your client, not to you? Okay. Of course, of course, your opinion matters. And I'm not saying create a program or an offer that's out of integrity. That's not at all what I'm saying is, but again, kind of going back to that misalignment of awareness, right? Is it irresistible to your client? If you are not getting consistent sales, Your offer is not irresistible. Again, not your program, not you as a coach, your offer, the positioning of it. It is that simple. Okay, so that's number four. Number five, biggest mistake you're making is you're not selling your offer. You're not letting people know that they can actually pay you and work with you. I think a lot of people struggle with this, especially in the beginning, where it's kind of this, if I build it, they will come mentality. And I'm not saying there's not instances where you will get or can get inbound requests. My first few clients that I got, admittedly, I just had a link in my bio and TikTok and people filled it out. I wasn't actively selling it. But that's not sustainable. And you need to constantly be talking about it. And why you're not talking about it is because you probably don't have clarity in your offer and you don't have confidence in your offer. And usually your lack of confidence has to do with your lack of, clarity, right? And you don't want to come off as salesy and all of these other things that I can do an entire podcast episode on. But if you're not selling your offer, I don't expect to be making sales, right? Again, you can position your messaging in a way that hopefully gives you inbound opportunities. But at the end of the day, you still need people to know that you are a coach and that people can buy from you. I think a lot of people think it's obvious. They're like, well, I show up on social media and I have coach in my bio. You would be surprised at how many people do not understand or do not realize that you offer one-on-one coaching unless you are blatantly saying it. And I know it's going to feel like you're just showing up and being salesy and everyone's annoyed because here's the thing. You see hundred percent of your content, but even your most loyal friend fans are not going to see 100% of your content. They're really probably going to see 10 to 20% of it. So you feel like, oh my God, I'm saying this every day. People must think I'm so annoying. But in reality, those people, A, aren't even going to see it every day because something else is going to pop up on their feed. They're going to miss your story because it times out after 24 hours. They're not going to see that TikTok or they're going to see it, but it's a blip in their day and they'll forget about it almost immediately. So that's point number one. And then point number two is that I don't know the exact numbers, but it's something like between seven to 12 times someone needs to see and hear about something before they buy. And so if you're not showing up seven times, if you show up once a month to say, hey, I offer coaching. Okay, well, let's just not even take into the fact if you you know it would take seven months for you to hit the minimum, but you would have to do this for seven months before you got one sale by using that logic, right? So you need to do the mindset work around sales, psychology, and sales mindset so that you feel comfortable articulating your offer. And to be honest, the first thing, the first thing that comes with this is getting clear on your offer and becoming excited about it. Because if you're not excited about your offer, no one else is going to be, and it's going to feel really uncomfortable when you show up. But when you create an offer that you're so excited about that you know can help your clients... You don't mind showing up because you know it can change their lives. I have no problem telling people about the profit portal because I know what I'm delivering. I know how powerful it is and I know how helpful it can be. So I don't feel weird at all about selling it. I'm also extremely clear on what it is, who it's for, and what it will do, right? But in the earlier days when I was like, oh, I'm a mindset coach. and I help anyone who has mindset problems? Like it was a lot harder for me to get on and sell because- To be frank, I wasn't clear on what I was selling for myself. So not selling your offer, the number five mistake, keeping you broke in your business. Number six is letting vanity metrics dictate how you feel about yourself, about social media, and how you show up. I see this all the time where people will so focus on vanity metrics, and I know it's hard not to, and I will fall into this a bit of myself too, where you're like, well, no one likes." this video, no one's commenting, yada, yada, yada. And you feel discouraged. So then you don't show up on social media and you're not consistent and you don't show up and you don't create community and you don't build trust. You don't build that no like and trust. And it's a self-fulfilling prophecy because you don't show up, you don't create sales, you don't build community, but then you show up randomly again, kind of throw shit against the wall, hope it sticks. Then nothing inevitably happens. And it's, do you you see the cycle? And it's getting in your head about all those vanity metrics instead of just saying to yourself, I'm not going to let vanity metrics mean anything about myself, especially in the beginning. I would very much encourage you guys to say for the first year of my business, I am not going to let vanity metrics dictate my behavior. And if that means you don't look at vanity metrics as in you literally don't look at how many likes you get, I couldn't tell you how many likes I get on Instagram. I, I really couldn't. It's nothing crazy, but I, I couldn't tell you, right? Then that's what that means. The other thing is, and I will say this once and I will say this twice and I've said this before and I will say it again. Vanity metrics have nothing to do with your bottom line profitability. I know people who have 200 followers on Instagram and are selling four figure coaching packages. I know people who have over a million followers on TikTok and are working three jobs, okay? To pay bills. So stop focusing on vanity metrics because it doesn't help anything. It doesn't help your mindset in terms of actually being able to show up and grow your business. And it doesn't help your bottom line because, well, yeah, you're not showing up and growing your business, but it also has nothing to do with your bottom line. I shouldn't say nothing because at some point, sales does become a numbers game, but it's not the end all be all. There's other things that are more important. What actually matters Is having an irresistible offer. What actually matters is having a marketing strategy that builds demand for said irresistible offer and establishes you as a credibility and creates community and trust. What actually matters is showing up and selling your offer. If you have 200 followers on Instagram, imagine if all 200 people bought from you. You would have too many people. You couldn't coach that many people at once, right? So stop worrying about it. Your problem isn't needing more followers. Your problem is that you don't have an irresistible offer and or a strong marketing strategy in place. Period, end of story. If you take anything from this podcast, let it be that. And the seventh mistake you're making is not prioritizing your mindset and the different mindset and abundant blocks that you have in your business, the self-sabotage, the not believing in yourself, not showing up because of the mindset blocks. There's so many examples of this. But if you are not actively working on your mindset, it's going gonna, it's gonna to keep you small. And even if you're successful on paper right now, you could be more successful, right? Like it, you have to prioritize mindset. That's why I built the program that I did, because I looked at my success and basically reverse engineered it. And said, why was I so successful the way I was when other people ha- who have been doing this much longer than me have not been able to sign clients at all, let alone four-figure clients? And I had signed multiple four-figure clients before I even quit my full-time job. The, one of the answers, and a really big one, is that I prioritize both business strategy and mindset work. You cannot have a successful business without both of them. Period. End of story it's what I've seen a lot is people prioritizing one or the other. If you think about the way you would go to school, right? Maybe people have a major in one and a minor in the other. They're really focused on business strategy and they're either not focused on mindset at all or very minimally or vice versa. And that's not good enough. I'm telling you, you need a double major. You need to do equal parts mindset work and equal parts business strategy. And it's so, so, so important. So that is the seventh mistake is some sort of imbalance in both of them. And depending on you and your unique needs, it may not be 50-50. It might be a 70-30. If you're really, really already business oriented, you might need more of the mindset strategy vice versa. And it also will vary depending on where you are in your business, right? At this point in my business, I don't need any more business strategy for where I am right now. What I need to do is make sure I'm not self-sabotaging out of different, you know, so conscious patterns and behaviors, right? Like a big one is the fear of success that a lot of people have on a subconscious level where you will hit an upper limit, meaning you will reach your maximum capacity for what you believe you're deserving of having for success and you will self-sabotage so that you don't actually become more successful. Again, this is all subconscious, But you need to learn how to spot the mistakes or the indications on a conscious level. And if you can't, that's when it's also very helpful to have a mindset coach, right, who can point these out because they're going to be able to spot it before you can because you have these blinders because your subconscious is very sneaky and it doesn't want you to know these things because it wants you to stay safe. Yada, yada, yada. Won't go into detail there. But you get the point. And I hope this was helpful, the seven mistakes. And so I will just repeat them really quickly, which is. Number one, only posting one type of content when there are four different pieces of content you need. Number two, you are not clear on your ideal client and their pain points to the extent at which I'm telling you, you need to be clear. Number three, you have not established authority and credibility as a coach. Number four, your offer is not irresistible. Number five, selling your offer. Well, you're not doing that. (laughs) Number six, letting vanity metrics dictate how you feel and show up. Uh, Number seven, mindset blocks. And then our bonus mistake was um, communicating in a way that doesn't account for the awareness gap between where you are and where your ideal client is. Anyway, I hope this episode was helpful. If you enjoyed it, please, please, please let me know. Leave a rating and review on iTunes. Share this podcast episode on your Instagram story so other people can find it and it can help them. And again, if you're interested in the Profit Portal for the next few days to get the $500 off, apply before September 12th, the end of the day. All of the links are in the bio. If you have any questions, feedback, want to chat and say hi, I'm at Victoria D'Ambrosio on Instagram. My DMs are always open. And with that, I will talk to you guys in the next episode. Bye.